It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings uh, have a, wait. Finally, finally have a home. Man, <laughs> I was watching you, and I got all distracted. Oh, yeah, I was doing Always a lot of gyrations. Part of every episode. Yeah. Well, Mike, we got another short episode coming, because why not? We ain't got much to talk about. There's like a couple of things. Hockey Town Draft Party. Mike, I got permission Ooh. from the wife to go, so we will see oh, you yeah. all at the uh, Hockey Town Draft Party. Look like also, uh, Grindline Pod and um, what's the Red Wings Daily one? Oh, my God. I'm not I'm forgetting because I'm an idiot. It's not I'm not playing a game here. Um Matt throwing a little shade. What's your name right. again? Don't <laughs> Lockdown Red Wings. No, I, I'm so sorry, guys. Lockdown Red Wings and Grindline Pod. Uh they were trying to start a conversation on Twitter. It didn't go anywhere, but I assume it'll end up us well, syncing today, up at the big show. Maybe fighting. Maybe Twitter, a big brawl. Today's the end of Twitter. Is it oh, is it? Yeah, the the Iron Sheik, rest in peace, passed away today. Oh, yeah. There's no more Twitter after that. He was the king, Bubba. I break your fucking neck, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you Hollywood blonde jabroni. Um, you know it's fun. Like, uh, this is how Jeff Merrick actually opened his podcast this week too. Was uh, he had on Dave Meltzer during Stanley oh. Cup Finals? During the Stanley Cup Finals, Jeff Merrick had Dave Meltzer on to talk Iron Sheik. And I'm pretty sure Puck Soup will do it too. So you know what, guys? That's what hockey podcasts do. We talk about, well, you know, sad news. Uh, Joe, what's going on? Woo! Curtis, my man, what's going on, Curtis? Um, Miss you, buddy. It's been a while. It's hungry for barbecue now. Um, He's very distracting. Yeah, Mike is very distracting. Joe, I will take that as a compliment and a compliment. Thank you. Craig said the Winged Wheel podcast was the one I was thinking of. I'm, you know what? They shared us um, last week when I was all upset. Oh, that could have been a show topic today. They shared us last week when I was all upset about the new draft hats because I collect the draft hats. Um, you collect the draft hats? Yeah. I thought you just collected I... Batman Funkos. 
Do you put the hats on the little Funkos? I, How does I that collect work? a lot of things. I have a lot of uh, <laughs> money to spread around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've reached. I've reached out. They're they're too big for us, apparently, Mike. They they don't answer our requests to do like combo shows or whatever. collaborations. Yeah, but that being said, we've had some collabs set up with some of the other podcasts. You know, the ones previously mentioned, like Grindline Pod and Locked In, Locked yeah. On. Um, and I've, I've just ghosted them. Like I got, I just was like, Oh God. Wow. All right. Nope. Don't want to do it. And then I stopped, but we still keep in contact. I just, uh, you just, yeah. you, you flirt from afar, but you thing. never actually meet in public. I got you. Right. Exactly. Um, but Jared, uh, saying those hats are trucker garbage. Also not a huge fan. Oh my God, they're so disgusting. Curtis, rumor has it Mike's gyrations have distracted planes from hitting runways. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh. That's, um, I'm going to try and bust a move a compliment. on uh, Holy mackerel. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and bust a move on draft night, see if I can get a few guys to fall to the Red Wings, huh? Yeah. Let's see if, let's see if I can pull this up real quick. This is, uh, we'll show you I just guys. I gave myself a concussion. Did you hit yourself in the head? No, I moved so fast in such a short span uh, that my brain crashed into the front of my skull. You sound like my daughter. Like, no, I just went so fast. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was fast. Um, um, so here's okay, this so ugly ass You're not happy hat. with this hat? No. Um, they put a patch on it so that they could just buy 100,000 trucker hats and not have to actually do, like, embroider a Red Wings logo. Like the one on this hat right now has depth. Like you could feel around the wing. Like there's different size. Can you turn it around real quick so we can make a an accurate judgment of this draft hat? Wow, that is way different than putting a patch on a hat. It is. They're cheaping out. This is bolt. Look at the black. What is the black? Where's all this black coming from on Red Wing stuff? Matt, that's one of the core colors for the Detroit Black Wings. What are you talking about? I mean, I guess I have black right here for the NHL logo. So, no, I uh, yeah, I don't know about this new fascination with um, adding more black to the hats and uniforms. Um, I thought red and white was pretty solid, and uh, apparently that's not enough for some people. Huh? <laughs> not enough. Um, but yeah, we can get that ugly hat off of there. Anything? Oh, you've ruined Curtis's appetite by bringing up that hat. Uh, sorry, Curtis. I didn't mean to. All right. Well. So we'll uh, hopefully some of you guys are uh, into the Detroit area and we could party Wednesday, yeah. June 28th. I think the party starts at six. I, that's a work day for me uh, downtown. I say, you know, I work from home kind of stuff, but I'm, I'm working downtown there right that day. as we're picking. Um, I will. Be oh, yeah. That day. Yeah. Mike will have a journey. Uh, so I'll, I'll be down there to party, party with y'all. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, Twitter's probably Mike's going to stop using Twitter, but I'll, I'll still be on there. You guys can just. Hit us up. Let us know where you're at. And uh, well, we lost. Yeah, we lost a drink. Twitter. We lost a true Twitter king, Matt. I don't think yeah, there's any question no, there. For sure. Uh, Google I like this. Yeah. <laughs> Nominated for uh, male player of the year from the IIHF. Uh, tremendous effort from Moritz Sider. Kubelik uh, threw some Kubi rubies in the back of the net. Um, I, this is pretty neat. This is just me campaigning. And further for uh how much this like how little this does for me now like this kind of stuff <laughs> this is just gonna be my continuous campaign like 
I think it's really cool. Like, I used to root for Pavel Datsuk to win in the Olympics. How crazy is that? Uh, that's how big a Pavel Datsuk fan I was. Um, no, that does interest but, me more than the United States triumphing. I would rather watch <laughs> the Ruskies and Datsuk win. I agree. Yeah, but it's, you know what I mean? Like, right now, I'm just so frustrated with this team. Like, that was always the cherry on top. And now I'm just like, so what, Kubi? Get over here and fill our, our opponent's neck with pucks. While you're wearing a winged wheel, like I just get frustrated with this. Uh, it's it's less celebration like it used to be. It was always fun to put the cherry on top. Now it's just like, okay, I guess we were great again in international play. Good job, Germany. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't want you to demonstrate how good you are outside of the red and white uniform. So I think this again comes back to the main thesis: we don't care what you accomplish unless it's in red and white. <laughs> uh. Joe wanted to let us know that his name is Joe and he likes to party. Pretty sure that's a, is that hot rod reference? Oh, is that what that's from? I really didn't think I'd like that movie. And then I found myself oh my laughing God. the entire time. I did the same thing. We, I, we I can't, saw TikTok we can't get too of it. Off, we can't get too off track. <laughs> I don't know. No, you're right. And Chewy, Chewy wants to meet downtown as well. Mike. You got it, Chewy. If you're downtown, just hit us up. Um, well, I guess, yeah, hit us up on uh, Instagram. That's how Chewy and I usually chat. So, oh, yeah, nice hot rod. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, so, yeah, just some cute stuff here. More cute. Oh, that's not it. Oh, now, oh now man, we skipped like yeah. six slides. Oh, you're giving oh, away all cute. the magic. Oh, yeah, you're going the wrong way. Okay. Uh, I did it. This, this is where I wanted to be. Um, and then we'll jump into the show topic, of course, uh, talking about Sweet Baby Ray. Uh, but uh, Elliot Friedman listing the St. Louis Blues and the Detroit Red Wings as the front runners for the Alex DeBrinket landing spot. Um, you know, again, this is we're trying to figure out: Are we moving DeBrinket to just get the rights, and then we're going to sign him? Like, how much do you give up in that scenario? Some people have been absolutely nuts with uh, taking, like Ottawa Senators fans, of course, taking. Uh, some first round picks off of us, um, like multiple first round picks. And it's like, all right, all right, that's not what we're doing here. That's not what Steve's about. But, you know, it would be like Ottawa's in a in a shit spot. So the only way I think you're giving up a ton for Debrinket is if St. Louis is really making a huge push. So it does sound like that's our big competition, according to Friedman. It's exciting, too. How often does Elliot Friedman talk about the Detroit Red Wings when it comes to NHL oh. news? And Rip and a guy with a, you know. Hell of a ripper, you know? Yeah, uh, I'm going to rip one with excitement here if we happen to get to bring it. Um, I do want to throw in Joe Diamond's uh, zinger yeah. in here saying, slides have all been shown, show over, lol. Uh, <laughs> all um, right, I, I took him off. We'll, we'll go back. But, uh, Matt, can you just touch on real quick why to bring it is uh, why he's a guy Ottawa's willing to part with? Oh, well, that would all be uh, Alex's request. The The news is that he wants out. Um, not happy. Find him is a he going to be time. happy going from one floundering French team to another floundering French team? or I don't know. you got to be able to do a better job convincing him that you're going to treat him well. You're going to put him in a good spot to be successful and that you're close to some winning. Because uh, if I was to bring it, I had front row seats to an absolute... <laughs> face dragging you know um debacle of a red wings performance in front of uh, the ottawa senators so <sighs> yeah 
I will say JLG weighing in. Um, the Debrinka contract would not be worth it. You're looking at a contract eight or nine plus. Let him go to St. Louis out of the conference and eat that salary for a guy who underperformed this contract year. Yeah, but underperforming guys, sometimes it is, um, you know, uh, we could think about Jack Eichel kind of being like, no, I don't want to be around anymore. So, <laughs> I mean, if Debrinkit is also pulling a Carl Havoc and he just doesn't want to be around Ottawa anymore and he'd rather be in Detroit where we believe in red and white and sometimes black. Um, oh, whoops. That's maybe he to... wouldn't mind being, you know, part of this this project over here. As far as St. Louis, don't you think you'd be a little surprised if they were suddenly in the market for um, acquiring guys when it, it kind of feels like they're trying to reboot a little bit? This this smells like a Red Wing. Like depending I, on who his depending on who his insider is, um, Elliot Friedman. I'm just saying this this sounds like the guy that you're gonna this age this age this you know position. Um, this collection of skills, I think you're going to try and, you know, attach a lot of Red Wing names, um, whether well, it's him or it's agents trying to do that, because, you know, the Red Wings are kind of in the market for a guy who's, uh, you know, 25, about to be prime years, um, and he scores goals because we have such a horrible GD time scoring goals for some reason. So the the book on Debrinkit is you need a team that plays a possession game um, and you need to just get the puck in the offensive zone and put him in position to rip it. So there's a team that when I was listening to uh, 32 thoughts today, I was kind of like, I, I complete, like it was the first team that came to mind. And then Jeff Merrick said it too. So I'll give him credit since he was on the, he was on the air first today with this, but this is who came to mind and makes way more sense than us. Cause we are not a possession team. Um, but the Carolina hurricanes getting close again, they should make some room for an Alex to bring it on that team. Like they're a team that you're always looking at them going, when are they going to get the guy that's going to finish and win playoff rounds for them, get them to the Stanley cup finals. Now to GLJ's point that he didn't perform well. I think there is again, like the dump and chase style that uh, Ottawa and Detroit have been playing for the last few years, just to stay competitive in games. Um, well, we got away from that in the first half of the year, so we at least could prove to Debrinkit that it's possible that we can get away from that. Um, that's definitely, I would say, like, you want to talk about cause and effect. You know, that's where you could definitely tie some threads and say, all right, that's where the drop-off came from. Because uh, what was he doing with Chicago? Getting set up and then grip it and rip it. So another team that holds the puck all day long and just needs to make space for Debrinket. I think a better fit is Carolina. Um, I like GLJ's comment of like, if this contract's going to be insane, let's not make him the highest paid player on the team. Um, so those conversations couldn't and shouldn't just be about the trade. They've got to go into contract negotiations and negotiations with Debrinket. Um, I tend to agree that this number does sort of hurt when you read it. But this is also a guy that's projected to to give you. He's projected to perform at that level. It's just this past year was terrible, and a lot of the correlation has been strategy team around him. Ottawa's moving; they're they're moving forward, but they weren't in that position yet to just own the puck, possess all day long, and then set up a guy like to bring it. So 
GLJ also comments, lots of moving parts, and do you want to get involved in that? No, I do. I will say this, Mike, when this happens, I love the chaos of it all. I feel like we've lacked some chaos besides <sighs> me just being pissed that we gave huge contracts to Andrew Kopp and Ben Sherratt, who are also ranked as the two two of the worst contracts in the league <laughs> from the athletic. I, you know what? I'm going to pat myself on the back. Cause we so both I know you're, yeah, like, I know you're a little afraid to add a, a third contract to potentially the worst contracts. In the league. <laughs> um, but I feel like sometimes stuff like this, there's not going to be a perfect player available where it's like, I'm okay. Kind of underperforming a guy who's also going to wildly outperform his contract. Give me that perfect player that we just pay him like five and he plays like a, you know, hundred point a season player. Give me one of those. It's like, those aren't going to fall into your lap. Um, so I'm wondering if it might be best if this is, you know, a top tier goal scorer available, Matt. Yeah. Maybe you sign him for a little bit longer and you usually got to add about, you know, 20% to what he's actually worth when you're doing a, you know, a free agent contract and then you know if it doesn't work out for a year or two he's still young enough that he could be moved so it, i don't think it would be an impossible endeavor to you know kick the can on this guy so i think it might be a, a risk to explore especially for, for a team with a complete almost open uh cap sheet um that i think we could make work yeah yeah, we're definitely one of those teams where, like, once that conversation starts, I think you'd have to be, like, for a guy like Elliot Friedman, too, that'd have to be a team that you'd want to figure out what's going on. Do you want, with, do you want uh, to throw Joe's the rib in there? Because uh, reading it to myself, I almost spit Coke Zero all over myself. Mike said he's going to rip one, and then this smells like a <laughs> 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 Um. I hope you guys were there to read that uh, because I tried to read it out loud and I couldn't get past making a fart that smells like a red wing. <laughs> oh, thank you, Joe. Um, How about uh, Jared? Uh, Ansar Khan, a lot of money is going to be opened up with the idea that Eiserman is only going to sign Puse and Chase on, let the other UFAs walk. Um, it's actually kind of fun to think about. That was something actually on the drive home today. Like I'm always kind of brainstorming like what can we talk about and um in the video we, game uh, wait before you get away from that can we just say for the record that would mean he's letting what adam ernie walk uh hag osterly and magnus and pissick who we never even got a chance to see play <laughs> um and uh, uh, there's a bunch of cats in my office now is is nadelkovich does he count yeah his contract's up too so we're saying that he's gone as well yeah. yeah, I guess so. So I gotta say, like, uh, not a bad idea, but you're not trimming a lot of fat. Those aren't really like huge money deals coming off the books. Well, we're gonna have more roster spaces to fill, and uh, I mean, your projected cap space is already at the point where you've got to make some contract. You've got to bring in some contracts to get you over the the. Um, oh my god, the floor, the, the contract. Floor. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, and I mean, like when you look, you look ahead, and we're going to talk about another contract we're going to be working on soon here. Thirty mil projected this year, mm-hmm. forty nine next year. Can we afford to bring in an eight or nine million dollar contract? 
Yeah. Hell yeah. We are one of the teams that can take that risk. And a million dollar increase on the cap this this upcoming season after uh Gary Bettman did his pre, you know, Stanley Cup finals thingy. Mm-hmm. Um and then they they kind of hinted like, yeah, and it'll go up further after that. So like uh, not just another mill the next year, but a couple of mill moving forward. So I mean, it's um, it's not going to feel as bad as, you know, like going back to like the Dylan Larkin contract conversation where we're like, oh, my God, if you get Dylan under nine, whoo, boy. It's... Well, I will say I know that there's a lot of concern about making sure guys make less money than Larkin. Um, but to me, it almost feels like Larkin has accepted uh, like a Tom, a Tom Brady contract oh. where it's like. Yeah, I'll make less and then just surround me with good players. Please, for the love of God, please get me some talent and surround me with good players. Um, That's what it feels like Larkin's uh, main concern is, is getting talent in this town. Um, So, yeah, as a team that's going to have 30, what did you say? Was it, is it build up to 40 or 49, which is not going to be possible because of the guys we're going to have to sign this year. But, right. Um. Yeah, I think, you know, you could fit Debrinket in there. And as far as other guys becoming available, we have so much room. You could still trade for one or two of those guys and then still fill out the roster with um, all these, you know, young players that are coming up through the pipeline in the next, you know, year and a half, two years. And uh, the market for Lucas Raymond may have been set. So we're going to do a quick ad. We'll come back. We'll talk about what Lucas Raymond's contract could be. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Who are you guys going to put your money down for? Put your money down for Jack Eichel? Putting your money down for Matthew Kachuk? I don't know. It's up to you. Every time I give advice, it's horrible. Uh, But what I can tell you, for you to have fun. The advice I can give is to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit Gambling Helpline ma.org in new york call 8778 h o p e n y or text h o p e n y 467369 in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of boot hill casino resort kansas 21 and up in eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources yeah so uh, our boy, Jared, sent me uh, a link just reminding me that I didn't really make my point on, on Pew Suter, but I was as brainstorming like what I want to see the wings do that would be sort of like easy to do. Okay. What I'm going to mention, I don't think is possible. But in the video game, I locked up my fourth line center for seven years on uh, a $1 million contract, and that was uh, Mr. Pew Suter. Mm. Finished out... Uh, Played the, you know, uh, restarted really my franchise. You would, uh, the... Yeah, we were worried you would uh, wouldn't leave us hanging on that point, man, about your yeah. video game. No, I, uh, I know you guys. Commercial break. Yeah, you guys heard like I'm in the video game. Over here yeah, you heard in the video game, and you are all like, "Oh my God, Mike interrupted him. What is he get? What did he do in the video game?" Okay, Ooh. setting the market. 
for Mr. Lucas Raymond. Ooh. Cole Caulfield's call Caulfield. Oh my God. Caulfield's contract 7.9 for eight years. Our boy Cole. I'm going to call him our boy for a second here. Um, Matt 56 million and he has no PP. Yeah. <laughs> no PP. Took, yeah. Took you a second to process that one, but yep. zero <laughs> PP zero. Now his goals per 60s, 98%. Uh, so what we're showing right now for all the podcast listeners is uh, Cole's J Fresh player card. Of course, again, let's, you know, and also what the Montreal Canadiens posted, I think. No, Sportsnet posted. Eight years, 7.85 AAV. Rounded up to 7.9 on the J Fresh card here. 95% finishing, 74% uh, even strength offense. But as you can see, based on the even strength defensive play, not not necessarily bringing in the the production or stopping the production of his opponent so what you would see is you know very strong one-sided forward here um except that uh that zero percent pp that doesn't I, I feel like that doesn't add up but anyway coalfield 86 percent war cap set 7.9 aav 7.85 so i thought why don't we take a look at lucas hmm. who Ain't doing so hot on the even before, strength defense either. I would say Go ahead. before you jump to Lucas, it's kind of interesting that they're willing to give that much money to Cole um, at 22 um, with his war percentile rank where it is. And they're saying he's this good and he contributes nothing on special teams. I, if we get be. even a little bit of something, something on either special teams, um, offensively or defensively, uh, what a player we may have. And now we move to Mr. And yeah, so with Lucas, just to compare the numbers here, the projected war right now for Lucas is 58%. Again, comparing that to the 86% that Cole has. Uh, his even strength numbers, uh, bottom 30% of the league, bottom 19% of the league. Uh, but it's where the power play can help Lucas get that extra step up, at least on these player cards and comparing them to players. Now, Mike, let's do this. I want to get this out of the way. Would I rather have Lucas Raymond or Cole right now? I'd rather have Lucas Raymond. Uh, is that because I, you drafted him? Yes. If, this we isn't one had, of these... if we if we just had both of their numbers back to back with their names covered, you would not pick Cole Caulfield. No, I love Lucas too much. So this isn't, I just, the reason that we're I'm saying that is because we're not playing the game here of who would I rather have. Okay. Right? That's not a part of the equation. We have Lucas Raymond. Cole is now a Montreal Canadian for the next eight seasons. So I, it's not about that. What this is about is taking advantage of where these numbers are at. Because the analytics have to come into play when these guys sit at the contract table. Lucas is going to make a play. Cole made his play, but Lucas is going to make a play. Steve's going to make a play. And I think we have a great opportunity here to lock up Lucas Raymond for almost under seven mil right now <laughs> uh, on a lengthy contract. Uh, lock him up for those eight years. And like you said, you, you feel like maybe it was almost irresponsible for the Canadians to lock up Cole. We know that he's a pillar in Montreal, just like Lucas right now. With who's on the team? And you had to construct four pillars, Lucas would have to be one of them right now, right? 
Uh, well, I, I almost want to say it's by default because of where he was drafted, how many minutes he gets. Um, and he better be a pillar. Uh, <laughs> pretty terrifying if this guy doesn't, uh, you know, pan out. Um, <laughs> Joe Diamond would cough. Caulfield rips when it smells like maple syrup. There's people <laughs> that wish I could rip some maple syrup farts, uh, Mr. Diamond. Um, but Dan B coming in with the first number, 6.5 to 6.75 for Lucas. This to me feels like, would you, like, you want to sign him earlier because do you think that he's going to have, um, like, a, a, a more fruitful career than, than Caulfield? I think he's going to have a fruitful enough career that I want him for eight years. But I think Caulfield's numbers help set the market for Lucas Raymond. And I think Dan B's right where my head's at. Caulfield set the market. That I mean, right now you could take a look at the analytics and say that Caulfield has done better than Lucas Raymond. So you take advantage of that, use Caulfield's market or the the number as the definition of the current market on a winger for around their age. And you're going to lock up Lucas for eight years. Now, I think the fear here right now is you wait too long. Lucas is going to start thinking bridge deal. You know, I'll, I'll play along with these games. Oh, shoot. Let me, uh, fuck. I got to plug in my laptop. Well, um, I know one thing that, you know, Matt wants to do is lock this guy up into a mortgage. Uh, I would say, you know, before we really dive into that, um, you know, he he scored, you know, 45 points in 74 games. <laughs> so before we give a guy, you know, eight or nine million a year, I, I wish that we could, you know, give it a little more time and see how he develops this season uh, before locking him up into a, you know, slightly below Caulfield contract. Um, Cause I, I, I guess, I guess I'm just, I just feel a little snake bit with uh, top of the draft picks by the Red Wings where uh, I just don't want to get, you know, seduced by one season or Zadina'd. So you, you prefer the bridge deal with Lucas? You mean like a, a, a you know, significant shorter deal? Bump. Yeah, like yeah. a significant bump. On You're him. gonna get paid four more times than what you're getting paid now, but we're only gonna give it to you for like three or four years. I feel like that. Mm. No, he's not. He's not necessarily getting paid way more right now, but maybe it's just easier for both sides to agree on on a number, and then uh, both of them, you know, Steve. That point. Maybe he is a little worried Lucas isn't going to be able to keep up. Um, and then for Lucas, he's like, no, I'm I'm going to get paid after these four years. But he gets paid a fair amount. But after, you know, three years, four years, I can't remember what the RFA limit would be there. Uh, then uh, Lucas would be able to make bank. Do they still do the uh, arbitration in the restricted free agent years? Yeah, I don't think uh, our boy is eligible after that first or even if he was like I, I don't know what game he's he's gonna play what are, what are the when are these guys eligible <laughs> oh do you mean contract length so lucas has this year guaranteed and the next year's is restricted free agency 
No, uh, you're asking about arbitration. I'm trying to figure out when he'd be eligible for arbitration. Um, oh. I don't know that off the top of my head. Is that what you were asking? This is dumb to just go have the two of us sit here and go, I don't know. Well, do you know? Nope, I don't know. Uh, that's yeah, that's kind of what is I that... was alluding to. Um, I get, I, I don't know. I guess I, I'm, I'm just not dying to pay these guys yet because I, I just feel like we haven't quite seen it yet. So I mean, like I'm more gung ho about bringing in DeBrinket because I've seen him perform. Um, he would immediately be either the best or second best goal scorer on our team. Um, I haven't seen it yet from Lucas. Yes, he's 21 years old. Very young man. Uh, but I don't know. His sophomore year just kind of gave me a little bit of pause. And I was like, oh, I guess he's going to need time to develop like a normal hockey player. I I thought he was going to shotgun and just, you know, keep, you know, improving and escalating at a really rapid rate. And he might be a normal good player instead of a really, 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 really good player. Um, that's why it almost feels like it's in everybody's best interest for the Red Wings risk uh, management in terms of getting the cap together and then Lucas getting as much money as he possibly can. Uh, so, you know, waiting till next off season instead of trying to figure something out this season so that you can kind of show what you're made of, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, I, th I totally get where your head's at. Um, I think maybe we just I see two different players on the ice that Lucas to me looks like somebody that's going to perform. And if you lock him up like on the Dan P contract we've got up on uh, on the screen right now, that's six point five. I think that's a major win. Now, GLJ throws out there. If you're Raymond, play another year, raise your value. Um, GLJ also throws out there. Cap goes up a few million that that amount that you're going to be you know, would, would be considered more reasonable to sign for what Steve's going to be more willing to offer is also going to increase for Lucas. So that's a great point from GLJ and benefit of uh, Lucas. Yeah. Raymond. It feels like we're kind of in agreement here because Dan B also saying Raymond regressed in his second year, but that's not uncommon. Absolutely true. And I think Raymond is a better all around player. Yeah, I, I would agree with Dan B here. I, th I think you are seeing Lucas start to put things together defensively and you got to remember too like we're talking about a second year guy but he's also 21 years old like there's there's some lucas raymond to be added to the uh frame of lucas raymond still so i i'm i'm not uh i don't know i'm not i'm not so quick to to jump on a bad second year because i think no. i think you've seen that a lot uh over the uh I don't and know then, what uh, do I want to say. Like over the average life of a hockey player, that second year, even yeah. the first year, but the growth of third, fourth, fifth years where things really start to play out. Um, righteous jumping in there too, saying I'd say negotiate after the RFA window. Yeah, I mean, let's you know get some get some, you know get some build some resume uh, before we start you know signing checks. So I, I agree with that too. And uh, Jared Lucas is going to be a 20 to 25 goal scorer. I hope so. Well, I'll put it this way where my head's at. And if you think that Lucas is going to be one of those franchise pillars, I think you're at a point right now where you want to start those negotiations negotiations. Cause if Lucas is smart, he will hold on like GLJ put out there. But if you could lock him dumb, up and you believe oh. <laughs> and you believe like I do that Lucas is going to be a pillar for this franchise, then yeah. 
this is the time to start that conversation because I think Colefield's market that he set is a little too high for Lucas. But that's me from Steve's perspective. If uh, you're Lucas and his agent, you want to see what can happen over the next year. So I totally understand that from Lucas's perspective. And then, uh, yeah, like like Mike said, if um, if you're not quite ready to dive in with Lucas Raymond, you don't have to. You've got a whole year to watch him. Um, I do kind of like the side of it, too, like as they're trying to build a culture here and build some pillars that, all right, now I am building around Lucas Raymond. And I'm telling that to Lucas with a, a deal before this contract is up. I'm giving him, him and his agent something to be excited about. That's going to help build the culture for the team. Um, making him wait just says to Lucas, I'm not sure, which is fine. But at some point, I feel like we've got to show some of these guys like, yeah, I, I really believe in you. I really want you to be a part of this franchise. And it sounds silly, but these are human beings. So, yeah, I... I'm making the silly point here of like, oh, make them feel all warm and fuzzy inside, and then we'll be a happier franchise. You know, maybe that means zero wins, but, you know. Hey, you'll get another uh, lottery win, right? And then uh, then you'll have somebody great, and Lucas Raymond will move down to the third line, and in six years, that contract will feel like nothing, and uh, he'll be a great bottom six for the Red Wings. Anyway, um. GLJ, Vegas doesn't have that one player that scored over 30 this year. And the Wings never won a cup when Eiserman scored over 30. Bingo, bingo. Yeah, I would, you know, I guess it would just, you know, make life a little bit easier, I'd say. Um, Chewy says, in the next few years, Razor could be better than Larks. Dan B, Stevie, was, is very good at dealing with salary structure. Just look at what he did in Tampa. That's actually a great point to think about, like the Stamkos deal, like how he—that's a pillar of the franchise that he made wait until <laughs> the very last second. Um, so <laughs> um, that's actually uh, a good point to bring up, just to say, like, Steve's never done that, where he's tried to make a guy feel all warm and fuzzy. So why would he start with Lucas Raymond? I, if he's going to start I, with anybody, it's going to be Cider. I do want to just uh, just gently push back on 30 goal scorers. Uh, part of that is because Mark Stone was hurt a lot. I mean, he still had 38 points in 43 games. Uh, Eichel had 66 in 67 games. And it really feels like the Red Wings just really struggle to get guys who, you know, are are that game-to-game, um, um, you know, what's the, what's the word I want to use? I almost use the word fruitful again. Just at least getting a point a night game guy. It's tough for us to get those. Yeah. And I mean, to your point there, Mike, like you need those guys to get through, you know, that's how they're getting through the playoffs. But I, to GLJ's point, they still made it to the playoffs and were a top team in the Western Conference no, he's, without those guys. So, yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing too is they still managed, right? Mark Stone not playing many games. So, I mean, we lost. We we had a couple, you know, uh who's our six foot six uh the 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 treat. Man, why is my brain failing me? He was playing with uh our tall boy lineup, our center who got hurt, and the whole team crumbled for like six games and then we were completely out of the playoffs. Uh wait, are you talking about Rasmussen? Rasmussen? Yeah. Okay. 
So I'm just saying, you know, Vegas definitely managed injuries better than we did. So uh, G- GLG, I'm still giving you credit for that. GLJ. Yeah. All right. Um, Joe throws out there. Let's not forget to bring kits from Farmington Hills. Uh, Chewy, I think, uh, I think, wait, where was it? Uh, what do you say? It'd be better than Larks. Uh, Jared says, press X for doubt. You don't think it's possible? And Jared said, I don't think, I don't. I think he could get close, but not surpass. Um, right. Yeah. I, oh, thank you. I got some support here for Ras. Um, yeah. I uh, I would be surprised if he surpassed him just because we know Larkin is you know his entire career has had that otherworldly speed that not a lot of players had. Um, so yeah, nope, he has I that one be. A plus skill. Well, I, I won't would, be. I'd be surprised. I'm with Chewy. Thirty goals, no problem. Light it up. There's injuries um, on this team this year. There's like, come on. I mean, you had to depend on a big bag of shit like Andrew Cop on the second line. So how are we going to start scoring? <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just thrown in my my jabs um you're very very verbose um did you <laughs> did you have probably a the one of, line my daughter heard did you have a couple i think you had a wrap them chart you're just gonna throw in there so i know we had a couple slides yeah yeah i didn't want them to go to waste more. i know you wore a card on them this is comparing the even strength uh side of things for lucas raymond and cole uh obviously cole is he'll he'll <laughs> So what what Cole does, according to this Rapham chart from Evolving Hockey, is um, you know he's got a, he's got a bucket full of jewels, right? It's it's nine feet, and he's got to reach in there all he can to grab at least one jewel. He'll get a handful, but he's also going to fall into that bucket and nearly drown. Which he's got a good goals for per sixty, uh, but that expected goals against per sixty is woof. It's at the bottom of the barrel there, Mike. That is, those are not good numbers. Um, you know, Lucas, it was the top of the barrel was that analogy, man. I didn't know where you were going with the bucket of jewels, but I knew, um, yeah, I, I could see. Yeah, that was a real Michael Scott analogy. Uh, wasn't that a with ride the, with the body of an egret and uh, <laughs> the mind of uh, an emu? Okay, no, but go ahead, man. <laughs> now on the power play side comparing the two lucas has definitely had uh as 444 uh power play minutes to uh, cole's 355 he's definitely had more success um this is something too that uh being 21 you build on as you get smarter you learn a little bit more about the game and it's going to be more about utilizing the tools that lucas has at the right spot at the right time so i think these numbers have a potential to go up um so yeah, uh, yeah. This wrap up chart. Thirty goals, uh, no problem. Lucas Raymond's agent has this one, so he's like, "Yeah, give <laughs> me like, just a one little chart. Bump, give me a little bumperuski <laughs> over uh, Caulfield over there." Steve, do you uh, do you use wrap up charts? No, no. Oh yeah, here's this one. Uh, blue is good. <laughs> um, Dad B. Caulfield shoots the puck always. Lucas doesn't, but he should. Yeah, and, and Lucas has been showing he can really rip it too with the uh, was that first couple games before uh, the uh, World Championship started. We saw some pretty good replays. Okay, guys, time to wrap up. Uh, I appreciate y'all coming along. It's all we had for today, and uh, we will keep trudging along.
through the off season. We've got uh, what a couple weeks uh, from today, three weeks from today. We will see you guys at the LCA. So obviously we won't be recording an oh, episode, yeah. but maybe on the way home. I don't know. Maybe we could go live on the way home. Um, so yeah, the next couple weeks we'll hit up some draft talk, and then uh, we're not going to do draft talk. Uh, you know, you don't want to worry about draft talk on the twenty eighth because already have happened so won't be missing anything oh jared to answer your question does raymond get a false tooth no red wing scented farts <laughs> where's that candle at um little caesar's arena i would buy that i we need a bertuzzi look is what i was going to get at jared but you you took your you took my line out of your own mouth to answer your question but yes <laughs> i agree um, Red Wings fire candles. Oh. We have a lot of clothing for Red Wings rant. I think our first candle should be uh, Red Wing farts. Well, yeah, guys, if you had a little bit of fun, hit that like button, uh, subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And uh, of course, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Oh, and we'll, hit real uh, quick. Uh, Dan oh, B I... saying, Are you guys going to be at LCA for drafts? Yes, sir. Yes. We will be there. Hit us up on uh, Twitter or Instagram. Let's, uh, let's all grab some beers together, boys. All right. Peace.